Craving more Splat Attack? Head on over to Patreon where you can catch exclusive bonus episodes. Here's a clip from our latest episode. We're going to be doing uh, another battle of Are You Afraid of the Dark versus Goosebumps. This is a uh, Scarecrow theme this time around. So we got uh, the Tale of the Silent Servant versus the uh, Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. When he scared me the most when I first watched the episode was when he like was standing up like this behind the kids when they were taking out the trash at night. And he, you, you can just hear his like breath like, ah. I'm sick of doing chores. They're almost like super strong in these weird ways where like they can like break through walls when they break through the farm walls at the end. And now given when they actually get a hold of somebody, they seem to do absolutely nothing. They just <laughs> hold somebody. <laughs> Display of power fluctuates wildly. It, it goes from like, I'm an unstoppable Hulk to like, oh, there goes my head again. You'll also get gag reels, behind-the-scenes footage, and more. You can pledge for as little as $2 to get your name mentioned in the episode or even in the credits. No matter what tier you choose, we are grateful that you choose to help us preserve the slime-filled past in our 90s Nickelodeon community. Splat you later! And now, here's your Double Dare host, Mark Summers! Wow, nice crowd, thank you! Thanks, Harvey. Thank you, audience. Welcome to Double Dare. This is the show where we run through a crazy obstacle course and in the process win eight fabulous prizes. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. Oh, joy! Let's rock! It makes me wanna fight! Dear Journal, it's me, Doug. Do you have a... Baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do. <laughs> On your mark, get set. Oh, here it goes. Welcome to Splat Attack, where we're taking it back to the slime-filled past. I'm your Gactastic co-host, Brett. And I am your slime-tastic co-host, Alex. And Brett, we got a full house this evening. We do. We have three lovely guests joining us tonight for our special topic, which happens to be sloppy as double dare moments. I mean, man, double dare, 36 years of history with Nickelodeon. Can you imagine like all the fun, all the slimy, messy, gooey, goopy, slippery, slidey moments that we're going to try and recall for all of our slimesters and gackoids who are out there? And that is that's that's a rich history. Yeah. And uh, of course, because we had the lovely Jasmine join us for our What Would You Do 30th anniversary episode. So we had to have her back. So hello, Jasmine. Welcome back. Hi. Hi, everyone. And it's always an honor to be with you guys. It's always fun. So I appreciate you having me back. And if we're doing Double Dare, we've got to have not just one, but the one-two punch of both Mark and Robin. So thank you both so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. My thank you so much for inviting us. And, uh, you know, Jasmine may be the number one fan of all time. I just have mm -hmm. a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely keeps not, the spirit alive. That, now, that is true. That is we, true. We do and not I disagree. I appreciate that, especially coming from Mark and Robin. I really oh, greatly appreciate thank that. Thank you, Jasmine. When we did our last tour, she was like a groupie. Like every audience, we went, <laughs> everywhere we went, Jasmine. Jasmine. <laughs> Next time she shows up, you have to make her uh, schlep equipment. Like there you go, tank rounds for you. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Right, well, Brett, what are we talking about today, bub? Well, as I mentioned before, we are be talking about sloppiest double dare moments. You know, just any messy, slimy, memorable anything that comes to mind from the show's history. Um, I'm sure Robin and Mark have some lovely memories to share with us. And for you and me and Jasmine, we pick some of our favorite physical challenges and obstacle courses that come to mind. Uh, but before we dive into that, let's just give a little bit of intro uh, for all of our listeners. Uh, so Double Dare is a nostalgic game show cornerstone responsible for being one of the flagship shows that put Nickelodeon on the map in October 6, 1986, as Nickelodeon's very first game show. Thanks to its messy, fun tone, ratings nearly tripled for the network viewership shortly after the show's release and has become a staple of the network ever since. The show has seen multiple iterations, including Super Sloppy, Family, 2000, Live, 
and the recent 2018 reboot, all filled with gack, slime, and any type of neon-colored goopy topping you can think of. It's even had special versions of their episodes, either featuring a theme such as Backwards Day, uh, Stupid Hat Day, and even a Halloween special. And there's also been very celebrity guests on it, uh, such as Kel Mitchell and um, Lou, uh, I think Lou Frigno was one on the like earliest Double Dare one, uh, the first iteration. Uh, so Weird Al, Lou Ferrigno did it. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think uh, when we did the latest version, we had uh, Tiffany Haddish. We had, um, she was, we just had a lot of folks from the Tons WWE. Of them. Uh, uh, Jason Sudeikis uh, was on it. Uh, I mean, it was, it's, it's been a lot of fun. We've had yeah. some fun people. The list is endless and everyone loves to join in on the action because who just, who, who doesn't want to be on a game show and just have lots of fun together? Like every time you tune into Double there, it's just a wild ride from beginning to the end and every moment is gold. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start with one of my picks that come to mind for um, like sloppiest moments or like instances. And well, before you go into that, uh, just for all of our listeners, uh, we are doing just some fun sloppy moments we're not going to go into the the big history yes. and a lot of detail stuff yeah. because that's been covered by a lot of other podcasters and it's been done even better by the team who made double dare uh they did a 30 was it the 35th or the 36th anniversary uh because they did a, a a facebook live event and covered everything yeah. and had tons of people on it and there's there's no way that we would have anything to add to that so if yeah. you want to check check that out please do it's still on their facebook page it's really really well done and um, josh yawn produced that he's another one of our uh big fans and has helped us throughout the years and and he did one hell of a job he produced basically yes. a two-hour special that would be on tv and he did it all sort of single-handedly yes uh, basically booked all the talent and it, it was pretty cool yeah, very impressive it was really well done. So go check that out. But as for this, it's just going to be a fun memory, memory lane. So go ahead, Brett, kick it off with your first choice. That I shall. So for my first pick, uh, I decided to go with the physical challenge breakfast in bed slash banana split. And the reason why it's like a slash is because both of them essentially work the same way where you have a contestant in a contraption, either like a banana or like the bed with like the, the leopard print comforter and all that good stuff. And uh, the, the other teammates have to push the bed like across uh, a couple of different stations. And uh, for, for the breakfast in bed one, it featured like having French toast dumped onto the person on the bed, then syrup, then orange juice type gack. And then finally at the very end, if they made it to the end, there's like this uh, tank like on, on like some weird red piping stilts that they had to pull a lever on and then just dump tons of massive butter like topping on them and i just remember seeing some contestants like totally covered with that trying to get back to like their question panel uh after it and just laughing their head off so well uh, you're going way back right mark yeah yeah there yeah. was one of those shows which i think maybe jasmine may have just put this up where uh it went off the stage and yeah. uh yeah people were trying mm -hmm. to wouldn't that you jasmine threw that just back on there yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, people online are saying, you know, we should have stopped and gone back and done it again. It's just like, you know, we were flying by the seat of our pants half the time there, but, uh, you know, we were just having fun. Um, you know, I, I, if you went to Robin and asked her, I, I'm going to say that we're going to come up with the same one where we had the messiest day ever. And I'm going to I'm going to go to Robin. Tell him which day you thought was the messiest day we ever did on Double Dare. The day that I slimed you during the obstacle course. Ooh. So, so, so <laughs> Mark, gonna, this is a great story. That was my pick too. <laughs> so this is a great story. So Mark had, Mark, you know, none of us really like to get that messy after doing it for so long, right? Because what people right. don't know is we had, to, we had to take five showers a day because we had to do another show. But I don't know, we just got giddy during that obstacle course. And every obstacle, I would, I would throw slime in his hair and whipped cream and then we go to the next obstacle and i'd slam a pie in his face and all i remember saying at the end of the end of that was this will be my last day working for nickelodeon i'd like to thank you all but mark's hair was up in a mohawk oh my and, yeah. and, and the funny part was is the show's about for the kids for the obstacle course these kids were looking at mark and i like what are you people doing <laughs> right mark we started doing four shows a day, then we did five shows a day, and then we were up to six shows a day. Ooh. And, you know, you get to a Thursday and you're at show, you know, 24, 
and you just kind of lose it. You have no idea what planet you're on. Uh, how many upfront games have we done? How many more obstacle courses do we have to do? And you know, Robin's right. We just lost it. Well, did we? Was that in Orlando that happened? It may have been. I, I, I don't, don't remember. All I remember is was it didn't stop when the cameras went off. We no, were th we were throwing each other in backs of whipped cream and chucking. Remember, remember that thing where the 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 water? What was the water tank? We went oh. headfirst into that yeah. water thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was disgusting, and we had so much fun. It was <laughs> disgusting, and it was, we did have so you know fun. what people don't remember is when you get the whipped cream in your hair, and you're getting it in your hair all the time, especially me. You smell like old whipped cream all the time, and it's disgusting. Yeah, I yeah. can't and even it's, look it's at whipped oily, cream today to know? this day. It's it's just it's it's getting that stuff out of your uh, out of your hair. And the other thing that Rob and I always talk about is either whipped cream or any sort of milk-like substance, as we used to say, that gets up your nose uh, starts to smell really sour after about twenty-four <laughs> hours. And you know, literally, you have to walk around. I had a, a, a cop that lived across the street from me, one of my houses here in LA back in the day. And he used to tell me when they would walk into a house and there would be a dead body there, they would either smoke cigars or put uh, perfume up their nose. And that's what I used to have to do because I couldn't get that sour milk smell out of my nose for days. So. It's so gross. I can't yeah. look at whipped cream today. <laughs> no, it's funny because when I attended the Morristown show at, um, for Double Dare Live and I, had, was, I, was, I was chosen to do the musical pies. Now it's funny because I was I got so much of it that it was from from the sitting down from the remain sitting down after the musical pies from the remaining of the show then having to go back home. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, I was just like after a while, I'm like, I'm start that smell gets to you eventually. Hey, try getting on a plane. Oh, yeah. A couple times they didn't have a shower <laughs> in the arena, and I had to get on a plane to go to another city. Try that. That's yeah. disgusting. Oh I always wonder, Jasmine, about that, about the people that we clobbered. You know, Robin and I sometimes uh, go overboard, but then we've got to have our fun, too. And, you know, you got to sit there for another hour for the act two of the show and then, you know, get in a car. You know, I, I but people seem to want to do it. I can't oh believe my God. it. I, hey, Mark, remember the woman? There was Mark and I did a show one time and there, there, there was this woman glaring at me and she was wearing a fur coat. Do you remember? Oh, and my she didn't God, want to yes. come on stage. She's like, I'm not going on stage. And of course, who do we pick to go on stage? Her. And I said, either take the fur coat off, fur, you know, fur coat off, or it's going to get slime, period. End of story. Anyway, remember that? I do. And we also did one. Uh, it was in San Jose, California, where we had uh, a football player. I forget what team he was with. Uh, San Francisco on stage 49ers. Yeah. And it was a leather jacket. And we told him to take it off. He didn't. And uh, we trashed it and uh, he tried to sue us and all sorts of stuff. Oh boy. Now, I don't know what people are thinking. If you're going to be in the show, uh, yeah. you're going to get clobbered. And, yes. uh, uh, yeah, and don't come all dressed up. No, Always I don't understand me. that. When I did uh, Regis uh, back in the day, <laughs> he got mad because we got whipped cream on his shoes, you know? So uh, I, I, just, I, I just understand people. And my, probably the messiest physical challenge we ever did and it still is one of my favorites, and we did it initially for primetime, uh, was this uh, physical challenge called If I Knew You Were Coming, I'd have baked a cake. And what you had to do is take these uh, layers of cake and uh, put a little whipped cream on them and then uh, pass them over to the second person, third person, fourth person. You had to, I forget, 10 or 12 layers. And then you had to pull on this uh, cord that had a tank behind you. And the tank had like 50 gallons of basically I wet. I love pulling that. I love it. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And it would just get all over the stage. And, you know, you'd be dripping wet for, for the rest of the time. That was truly because they data would take the overhead shot and you could just see all this liquid just, you know, spewing everywhere. That that was probably one of the messiest ones we ever did. Trust me, when I when I was pied at the um, when I attended the Morristown, I was dedicated to get pie. I was like, I don't care. Yes, you were. I remember. I was like, but the thing I kept saying to myself is I did not want I didn't I did not want to be the first one to lose. I was like, I want to be able to like last a few rounds so I could enjoy the actual game. So once once I saw that I wasn't the first one, I'm like, okay, that's a good thing. But then once the fourth round came and the you music know, that was stopped. the part of the road show that everybody loved, musical pies. Every, oh, people want to see mess, period. Yeah. They don't want to see clean physical challenges and stuff. No. They want to see mess all the time. And it's and, like- So uh, did, did Robin go crazy and throw a lot of pies at you, Jasmine? So, so what's funny was, what's funny was that, um. I was accused of cheating. 
I remember that. I was accused of cheating. And all I remember was the music had stopped. And I was holding the pie, but the girl next to me just took it away from me. Ah. And and Robin, Robin just puts me right on the spot. And she's like, she's like, you threw the pie at her. And I'm like, no, no. Like, <laughs> oh no, I didn't know this story. I'm sorry. Like, it's but, a live show, Jasmine. But it's a in live my show. mind, but in my head, I'm saying to myself, you know what? Go ahead. I'm ready to. I'm yeah, ready you know, for it really all. This is your baptism, we, Jasmine. So, yes. Exactly. <laughs> so what she basically did was she um she put almost like the she put extra whipped cream on my pie. <laughs> And then you, Mark, asked me if I wanted to pie myself or have you do it. But I, I really wanted to say you do it, but I chickened out and I said, no, no, I'll do it. So I decked myself and I'm there trying to clean it off. But then you called my name. I heard you call my name and I just happened to turn over and you had a pie and you just Jacked me right in the face with it and i was just so happy about it i was like oh my god this is the best moment of my life you know everybody is funny because during musical pies everybody loves to get pie i mean i don't think we had anybody right mark who got mad at us i mean we really went off not that i remember and you know the fun part that robin and i would have when we were doing it is you know it's a kid's show basically so we would attack the adults and just clobber them and always try to have you know some seven-year-old little cute girl win the game uh, but it was also cute when the kids would pie the parents or oh, the yeah. brothers would pie the sisters. Right. I mean, it was it became like 20. It, it was supposed to be like a six or seven minute bit. And it often became a 15 or 20 minute bit because it was just a mess and a lot of fun. So oh, uh, I love that. I love every yeah. second of it. And the whole show in general was just the best. No, thank you. What, what other moments do you guys remember? Uh, Jasper, why don't you go ahead and take the next one? OK, so one of the so speaking of like favorite memories of Double Dare and well you have to understand that I wasn't even born when Double Dare first aired so don't tell me that <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize about that but it was funny because it wasn't until later later on that I didn't that I discovered it so one of my favorite messy moments is similar to what Brett said so the one one of the ones that I like is there were two different kinds. So the one I remember was like you laid down on like a burrito wrap and you oh. would have and you would have people dump like the cheese and like the condiments on top of you. Then you would have to roll yourself within the wrap. And then at the end, it's like you the person will pull the bucket and you have all this gack pour on you. Yeah, and, we'd have to you'd have to roll them to the other side of the stage and we'd mm -hmm. have like red sauce or a yeah. green yeah. guacamole-esque kind of thing. And uh yeah, that was just great entertainment for me. I love watch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, exactly. and the other similar one <laughs> was exactly the same, but like a different scenery was there was there was the one episode I remember where it was like a dirty carpet and they would put like soap on you and you would have to roll yourself. And then once you to the up to the to the other side of the stage, then you pull the bucket and it's like waters like basically i don't know if i remember that one right I don't either i don't remember that one either I, will ha I, I i saw the clip i actually saw the clip again about two days ago and i was like i would share it I i'm gonna share it so that'd be great yeah i'll share I, it i know that uh, they run these things on uh paramount plus uh there's like 300 episodes of of double dare on there i'm surprised they haven't put what would you do on because a lot of people love that show as much yeah. oh my that. god that's the one i'm like <laughs> praying each day i'm like please yeah what would you do on who knows who knows it's crazy uh man yeah so uh you know robert and i had uh, a lot of fun uh getting paid to uh, basically uh, throw uh, green liquids at uh, <laughs> exactly. and it's, and it's hard to explain when people say what do you do um, yeah I throw <laughs> you, you make a mess <laughs> what do you do one of the uh, ones that was my favorite game, and I'm horrible with the names of the games, but uh, it was essentially a plastic, clear plastic cup on the end of a stick, and the kids would hold it into their mouths. Oh, yeah. And then uh, their teammate would have to spray whipped cream, but the person with the cup in their mouth had to tilt downward. Otherwise, it would just hit the side of the cup, and uh, they would have to, uh, like so many other uh, physical challenges, fill up the cup to the designated line and their aim was often 
well Bad. off and would just either get up completely on the floor or completely cover their face. It was the that very, was season one. That was one of the very first physical challenges we ever did. That was. Yeah, you have to remember when when we first started, you started with very little, like throwing a marshmallow in a cup or the whipped cream mm -hmm. in a cup, and by the end, you're doing picket. Uh, Brett, what is another choice that you have, my dude? It's the Sunday slide obstacle. I've, I the love best. ice cream. I love slides. That was like the first thing I always wanted to go to whenever I was near a park with like a playscape on it. I'd always want to like go down the corkscrew type one and pretend I was on double there and like just lunge out face first Superman style into like a big pile of sand that resembled the ice cream. I just love that one. It just combines two of my th favorite things together, slides and dessert. And just seeing the different ways that people like go down and the different types of toppings that they would put at the bottom was just a blast to see. You know, the, 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 the stuff at the bottom was from the, remember Mark, that started with the crew in Philadelphia. Yeah. They were so artistic. They oh, would, really? right? Yeah, very they creative. Would make, they, they were amazing. It started with whipped cream and then all of a sudden it became this, this artistic uh, masterpieces at the end of the Sunday slide. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll just say that in the nicest possible way that the Philadelphia crew was fantastic. Uh, but back in the day, they were dabbling in some substances that perhaps they shouldn't have been dabbling in. <laughs> uh, and, and so some of That's those, a whole uh, other show, guys. <laughs> Director's some cut. Of those psychedelic uh, creations that happened at the bottom of a Sunday slide um, maybe happened because they didn't remember what planet they were on at that particular time. <laughs> uh, it, it, it made it fun for us, trust me. Definitely. And I also love seeing like the people climb up the, the slanted like ladder thing that leads up to the corkscrew of the slide because it was like covered in Hershey syrup. So like they would slide down and uh, slip and slide when they're trying to climb up. And occasionally there's like a message written in there for from someone on the stage crew as like yes. a little nod to someone else. So, you know, it, it just added a lot of charm to the obstacle course and it stuck out in my mind more than you anything. You know, that, that was one of the most popular ones on the road show too. Whenever oh, they nice. got to the obstacle course, every single person, because I wasn't mic'd at the time. So they would talk to me because I had to show them what to do. And every single one of them said, can I do the Sunday slide? Can I do the Sunday slide? So that really was one of the most popular. And that, right, if, if I'm not mistaken, Mark, that came with us through every episode. Am I right? Yeah, pretty much, pretty yeah. much. And, you know, the, the crew would go out of their way to try and make me laugh. Uh, we had this one guy, and I think his name was George, super smart, well-read, brilliant guy. Um, and uh, he dressed up once. He was on top, I think, of, of what well, I forget which obstacle it was. And he was dressed like a rat. Uh, he had uh, nose and ears. And I, I said, oh, look uh, uh, up here. It's, it's, uh, it's George. And he said, you can't get ratings without R-A-T. And I just, you know, you I know, just lost well, Half the stuff was so silly, but it was so yeah. funny to us. We don't even know if anybody else found it funny, right? Uh, we we, we loved it. it. And we had many uh, people on uh, our staff who, uh, Greg Farnese was a guy who was on, and he would sometimes dress he, he pretended to be Frank Sinatra once. Uh, he tried to be um, Alan Funt. Um, and he, he would do these great impressions. And um, he would always think that he was going to take uh, charge and pull one over on me. And somehow I would always end up buying him and messing him up in some form or fashion. Uh, Alan Silverberg uh, did a character called Al Silvers. And then uh, Gary Delena uh, did a couple of crazy ones as well. So, you know, we allowed everybody to be creative and do whatever they wanted to do. And I think it made it entertaining. And often Robin and I'd be on tour and the parents would come up to us and say, we watch every day for that one thing you do for us as well. So that was fun. Jasmine, what's another one that you thought of, dear? Okay, so I don't remember if it was on the regular Double Dare or Double Dare 2000, but it was like a giant, it was in the physical, it was, no, it was in the obstacle course. And it was like a giant blimp that was filled with gack and Oh my gosh, that was and a the, long time ago. I remember that. And the kid would now. just pull uh, the and the contestant would just pull the um the string, and a whole bunch of slime would fall, and the flag would be in there somewhere. And I would get so upset when the kids would just avoid the slime. I'm like, no, just stand underneath it. And it's yeah. like, but that was that was probably like my other favorite it's just i always loved that blimp and you just stand underneath it pull the string and all that slime fell the biggest problem with that one is sometimes the flag wouldn't come down and so oh. you know I, I just have to tell them to keep moving as they got <laughs> drenched in some you know uh, unknown liquid as always but uh, that was the thing you know 
nobody took it too seriously because from time to time things would go wrong. And, uh, you know, often I would take a kid and push him up uh, the Sunday slide or or do whatever because we wanted them to win. And, uh, you know, think about it. Back in the day when we first started seeing we were giving away uh, the first computers uh, that that were made and uh, trips to space camp. Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, space camp was like a huge uh, influence on kids back in the day. So, you know, it was all about having fun. And uh, the influence that we had, we didn't realize at the time. But when Rob and I did the last tour, which closed right before COVID, so it's been two years now, um, you would think it would be moms and dads and kids, but it was probably 70 or 80% of people who uh, came uh, with their husbands and or wives and uh, wanted to relive their childhood. They were in their early 40s. And often I'd say, where are the kids? And they'd say, the hell with the kids. We want to have a good time. <laughs> right? Kids are with the babysitter. Right. Yeah. They won't appreciate it as much as we do. <laughs> That's exactly right. So how old are you guys? I'm trying to figure out. You guys look so young. Uh, well, I'm 33. So uh, how do you even know about the show? That's crazy. <laughs> I, I am 36. 36. And so like you're at the same age as the show, basically. Uh, essentially. Uh, I grew up with the show. Uh, my brother is eight years older than I am, and he watched it, and I watched it alongside him. And then he just drifted away from watching TV and I kept watching Double Dare and then What Would You came on and then I got watching that as well when What Would You Do felt like my show because my brother introduced me to this one. But uh, and Nickelodeon did a lot of reruns, uh, especially for Double Dare. And I watched a lot of those, too. And uh, I think Brett is in a very similar situation yeah i actually yeah, picked up the, the show on reruns um yeah i first saw it through family double there because i was like a few years old at the time and i just really loved the idea of like all the mess and i tried to convince my entire family to get on the show uh back when i was like seven or eight and i didn't even understand the concept of reruns back then so by the time i was old enough to get them down to orlando florida you know the show had already closed down and yep. So I, I just kind of started with Family Double Dare and then worked my way back when I caught like older episodes played here and there, um, like Double Dare Super Sloppy. And then I got back into it briefly with Double Dare 2000 and then saw a glimpse of it for the for the the, the 2018 reboot. And then I actually ended up seeing uh, Nickelodeon Game Lab, which I think was tied to it. I'm not sure. Around 1996, my dad took me to a live show at the Hartford Civic Center in Connecticut uh, cause I was living there at the time. And I just remember th- having just lots of wonderful feelings and memories tied to getting slimed and, you know, wanting my family to be a part of it. Were, were Robert and I hosting that show at Hartford? I think you were. Yeah. And there's a, there's another character there. I forgot what they look like. It was like, it was like a, a bunch of assistants were helping you and they're like dressed up in costume. Um, but hmm. that's, that's what I, I remember. I don't, hmm. I don't remember yeah, I that. Robert and I were on the road. For so many years, uh, initially we started playing malls, and then from malls mm-hmm. we went to the big arenas. We were selling out the Palace of Auburn Hills, like twenty thousand people twice in a weekend, and we were like being rock stars for kids. It was it was so much fun, mm-hmm. uh, but it got you know it got tough um, yeah. doing that show and getting in a you know though we were flying a lot back then. On this last one we did, we were in a bus uh, driving you know all hours of the night through uh, rain and snow and all sorts of horrible things. And, um, you know, when Robert and I were, were, were mere children, it was a lot easier, but, uh, yeah. a, as we've gotten older, uh, the stress has been, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty intense. So, you know, sure. I, I think with COVID now and although it's supposedly over, but I don't think it is, uh, the odds of us ever going out on the road again are, are slim and none. So if you haven't been uh, part of it by now, chances are you're not going to be part of it with yeah, me. Co- and COVID right. really did a number on yeah. the show because we're a very interactive show. Yep. You know, everybody's always touching each other and there's slime and there's pie and there's, you know, mm-hmm. hands on each other. And so and it's, that's it's, backstage, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother show. Or maybe you that's know, how, what would you do? Who knows? You know, don't yeah. let Mark and I go off script. Oh, no. It gets, it gets, it gets it. really ugly. Yeah. Go for it. That's our bonus <laughs> material for Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's uh, going along with what you had said earlier about uh, it's having adults in their 40s going to the the live shows. I really want to express gratitude that Mark was in the 2018 reboot, uh, Mm -hmm. filling in as Harvey, essentially, (laughs) Yeah, uh, because I 
I loved it. And when I found out it was coming back, I was excited. And then I found out that Mark wasn't going to be hosting it. I was like, oh, man. But then I found out Mark was going to be in it. Oh, okay, cool. And then I got to introduce my son to it. And he loved the show. And we never missed an episode. And it's this has double dare became a gateway for my son to get into other Nickelodeon shows, much like uh, early 90s kids. uh, That's it put Nickelodeon on the map so it, that's good it, to hear uh you know sadly uh we still had good ratings and they pulled the plug on us uh, way too soon um but you know it was a fun experience uh, I think they changed it in ways they didn't need to change it they tried to make it too yeah, slick they, they think, changed it Mark should have still been the host that's how, I'll <laughs> I, say say, one thing. I can say that now well you know <laughs> one one day Liza couldn't do it because she lost her voice and they walked yeah. up to me and said can you fill in and I said, sure. They said, well, how much time do you need to rehearse? And I said, none. And they said, why? And I said, I've been doing this my whole life. And the day I did it, the ratings went up 25%. So oh, gosh. Um, you would have think that you would have thought that somebody would have figured that out. But uh, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't mess with what works. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. Don't mess with it. So going back real quick to um, the Double Dare Live being majority of adults, mm-hmm. one thing one of my followers actually sent me a video a while back and I, I had no idea. Um, it was, I think double dare took over the Jerry Springer show. Oh, I, yeah. When Jerry, uh, I've known Jerry for years, uh, when Jerry was first doing the show out of Cincinnati, uh, and they wanted him to be like Phil Donahue and he was trying to be real serious. Uh, Bert Dubrow, who was exec producer, uh, and one of my dearest friends for God, 50 years, uh, had me come on. And yeah, we did physical challenges and, and uh, we, we got, uh, you know, a Springer pied at the end. And uh, yeah, that was uh, probably 20 some years ago now we did that, yeah. Yeah. Did, did, did like... you guys, Jasmine, did you ever see Mark when he was on, um, which show was it, Mark, where you and Burt Reynolds got into it? Oh, on the Tonight Show. Yeah. That that you guys remember that? That was one like... of the messiest moments. There you go. I was yeah. going <laughs> to comment on that one. Go, go um, ahead. I'll tell you. But one of the most bizarre things was this, uh, it's going to be three weeks ago this Saturday when on Saturday Night Live, they actually did me, yes. uh, Alex Moffat, mm-hmm. you yep. know, played that. me. And when, when the lower third came up and it said Mark Summers, it's like, okay, this is really weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so you realize, you know, the, the, the place that the, the program had in, in history that, you know, and, and by the way, they've done me twice in the last month. Uh, so somebody's got a Jones for uh, Nickelodeon or Double Dare or me. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, host it, Mark. Maybe you should yeah, somebody said they wanted to start a campaign like they did for uh, Betty White. I said, yeah, good luck on that. That's probably not going to happen. I sent Alex Moffat a, uh, a, a FedEx to my letter and a picture and, and stuff. He never responded, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it was fun. It was an honor to be, uh, you know, uh, presented such as that. So that, that was nice. Yeah. Well, going along with uh, some of the messy moments, uh, both of you had actually uh, – picked one of the ones that I was thinking of because that was just hilarious of, of Robin just messing with Mark during the obstacle course. So since I don't have anything else to add on that, and it's not necessarily a messy moment, but it is one of my favorite moments. Uh, Mark, would you be willing to share the story about the little motorized boat? Don't go away. Don't go away. Hold on. Oh, no. <laughs> Does that have to do with him being pushed into that like swamp obstacle course? Mm-mm. Oh, different one. No, uh, this one, this one was iconic. This one yes. was this one, so ridiculous yes. when it happened, but but everybody this laughed. I mean, this one I don't it, remember at all. It okay, took so, a, it took on a life of its own. It did. It really did. <laughs> oh, I don't know guy. what he's going to bring back, and I'm scared. But it might be. <laughs> Alex already knows, right, Alex? Yes. Should, should I draw a bath for this? <laughs> uh, we were, uh, once again, we were doing this in New York. Uh, it's, I think we were the first super sloppies. And um, once again, we had shot 180 episodes in two days. And Jeffrey Darby, who was our exec producer and one of the creators of the show, uh, just had this little man. Uh, and um, for whatever reason, after every obstacle, he saw, it just cracked me up when I saw it. It just made me laugh. And when he saw it, it made me laugh. Uh, they, I'd say, you know, Harvey, if they do this, what do they win? And you'd say, you know, whatever it is, a phone, a clarinet or something. And then he would pick up this guy and put him on the next obstacle. Well, as it grew, uh, I couldn't even talk. I couldn't catch my breath because there was Jeffrey Darby running, putting this guy. So uh, luckily uh, I, I, I retained this. This thing is, uh, I don't know. Mark, you scare me. Now. You scare yeah. me. 
Well, you know, it's interesting what I have found recently. Um, this guy has popped up, but I have stuff in storage that I've had because I, you know, grew up in Indiana. Then I moved to Boston. Uh, and I don't know how many times I've moved in Los Angeles, but I also lived in Philadelphia and I have lived in New York. I've lived all over. And so uh, I've had these storage bins uh, that I've kept for years. And um, I just started to go through them. And it's fascinating what I've discovered. Um, all the merchandise that uh, Double Dare ever had, I own a piece of. And so I found Double Dare suspenders, uh, wow. Double Dare handheld video games, Double Dare sheets. Uh, I mean, it's just insane the amount of merchandise that we had. And it's all wow. sitting there. And I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. I've been approached about uh, raising money via an auction. Um, there's a, uh, a new game show museum that's opening somewhere in New York. So I'm not sure wow. what I want. It's, it's fascinating. When I was a kid, I would always go through my uh, parents and grandparents' basements and find stuff and think everything was a treasure. But the generation of uh, my kids and I think Robin's kids, they don't care about that stuff. And, you know, I, I own all this stuff that's somehow uh, nostalgic and would make a lot of people crazy, but my kids could care less. So I'm either going to, um, you know, sell it for charity and raise some money or give it to this museum. But but I, I retain so many memories from that program that a lot of who knew that there were double dare sheets. I totally forgot about it. You know, I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's and they're in great shape. Yeah. I've got them in a box and they've never been open kind of situation. And, you know, double their pencils and green slime shampoo and uh, shoelaces. And I mean, it's just insane what uh, what I retain. Uh, wow. But I think this is this is probably my most prized possession. You know, I do. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it for the memories. We don't get out much, guys, anymore, as you can see. <laughs> well, I, because I'm very much uh, an, an archivist, so I've always been on the hunt for any content that I could find to, to save and try to reserve as much of the network as a whole. And this is well before Paramount Plus became a thing. And I, I found the video of, of Mark completely losing his mind over this little rowboat. Oh, there's and, about 900 videos of Mark losing his mind. Oh yeah, yes. But uh, I thought that was absolutely hilarious. And then uh, I read the book Slimed. Now, by this point, the, the book had been out for a while, but I just now got around to reading it. And Mark had shared the story in this uh, oral history book. And I, I was, oh, man, he talked about it in this, too. And I had to go back and watch it again. So if any of you, uh, uh, we call our listeners Slimesters and Gackoids, had read the book, check the video out. Uh, actually, you know what? No, we're just going to put it right here in the, in the video. Tank is coming up, and that's obstacle number two. And once you pass that flag, we're going to come all the way over here. And it looks like, uh, oh, look at this. We have a little person here who is rowing, trying to get through these little monster islands there. Look at him. And look, if you turn around, he's got a little double dare thing on there. And it is double dare, so let's just put him right down there. Help me. There he goes, slowly but surely. And he doesn't want to sink. He's trying to get out. Well, there he goes. To heck with him. Anyway, dive in there. Help me. Bobbing up and down, grab the flag, pass it, and win this. It's obstacle number four. <laughs> Here he is again, folks. <laughs> Trying to get out. <laughs> Dive through, grab the flag, and win this. Are you all right, Mark? Okay. Well, the <laughs> we're on the blue plate special. It's number six. You've got to find the flag somewhere underneath that sauce. Oh, this poor guy's slow. Okay, obstacle number eight. Let's come over here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll find behind curtain number one, we have Carol Merrill. All right, right over there. That's Manny back there. Okay, come up here on this particular... <laughs> There's a guy with the boat. Get across, grab the flag, do it in 60 seconds or less. <laughs> it, it, it was fun. We we had uh, fun with all that stuff. And it was interesting. Um, I had uh, lunch today with Geraldine Laborn, who was the president, and, and made Nick what it was back in the day. Yes. And I was telling her about these things that I discovered. And she said to me, do you have any of the toilet paper? And I said, I don't remember. And she said the she spent $17,000 on uh, Nickelodeon toilet paper because she felt if a kid came to the Nick studios, they should be able to walk away with something and people would steal uh, rolls yeah. of Nickelodeon toilet paper. And yeah. I said, guys, you know, somehow I never went in those bathrooms. I didn't know that existed. <laughs> but uh, just imagine to be able to wipe myself with Nickelodeon paper. Boy, that oh, was... <laughs> As you can see, we're the classiest duo that has come to TV, Mark and I. They, they call us the classy duo. Yeah, I, I had I just... It. 
I had just shared about the Nick toilet paper yeah. that long ago. Really? And, and I had somebody uh, in the comments section say that he still had a role Whoa. and somebody else that he knew had a role. So it's be worth the fortune at this point. That's there's hysterical. A, I said, this is more gold than 2020 toilet paper. Right? I was just yeah. going to make a, a joke about that. Like, <laughs> it's a good thing no one ripped that to shreds because that's a piece of history right there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's to God, man. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, it's fun. Hey, guys, unfortunately, I got to go. I got to get to a dinner. But I appreciate uh, your time. And thank you for inviting me on this. And uh, uh, keep the conversation going. You don't need me. But I appreciate your uh, fandom throughout the years. And uh, I'm applauding a great job you did tonight. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you for joining us. We're very grateful to have you here. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. Oh, that sound means it's the end of round one. All right. Well, Brett, go ahead. And you got at least one more, I think, right? Yep, one more and an honorable mention, but I can kind of combine them if you want. <laughs> no, don't matter, go ahead. Um, so my my next like messiest op obstacle or physical challenge is the sushi one. Uh, I just remember vividly seeing that and uh, just being like these huge tubes that they had to call through and is often near the end of the obstacle course. And I don't know what exactly they were filled with. I guess it was like fish and some sort of like egg type looking gack but i just remember like people belly flopping into that and just swimming and struggling and just trying to get their way through to get the last flag of the challenge and that really stuck out in my mind just like man what what would it be like to go through that and like wade through all that slime and gack uh to get through that obstacle like it, it just looks very fun but also terrifying at the same time because of how enclosed the the tube part of the you know that, sushi was we had, we had a guy byron taylor who used to make all those obstacles and mm -hmm. and do all that and it was amazing what he'd come out with i mean all of a sudden he'd come out with the sushi roll or the sushi or the or or the chinese you know fortune cookie and he had to go in there so it was amazing so you guys are bringing back up some old ones though oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, we, we go back classic. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of the reruns that I got these from are like super sloppy era, um, mm -hmm. just because of how messy messier they were than like regular Double Dare. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my next pick. And then just to shove it in real quick, uh, my honorable mention, of course, is Picket because oh, come on, it's, the best. it's yeah. How best. could how could you not mention that? It's like the most Pickett's iconic. It's my favorite. Double I think Dare. it's hysterical. It's yeah. disgusting and it's hysterical. Who, who would have pick it? Check this out. <laughs> yeah, Jasmine's wearing a shirt of it. There oh, that's right. Yeah, like how I still think that's the number one, the number one one that anywhere we went, it was either the Sunday slide or pick it. Yeah. People wanted to do. What is what is so appealing about shoving like your your fist <laughs> up to arm length into a giant sculpted <laughs> nose full of boogers to get a flag? Because like... because it's disgusting. <laughs> yes. People thought, you know, oh God, you grown. When we were doing the road show, grown men used to say to me, I'm doing picket. I want to do obstacle number three. I'm doing picket. I mean, I don't know. It was like, you know, and not only that, Alex, we talked about this when we talked. We have a guy who took took the nose and it's he made it into a bar in his house. Yep. Right? Oh my. Yeah. CJ, CJ mom's name. Yeah, he the took the, it, it, I'm like, okay, if that's yes. what you want in your house or your bar, take the picket nose. Go ahead. Yeah, CJ, yeah. He, he was on the set. He worked on the set, did he not? Yeah. I yeah. think yes, he came numerous times. Like Jasmine, he's he's mm -hmm. a he's one of the super fans. That's great, and he he. But those are the two obstacles that everybody talked about: Pickett mm -hmm. and the Sunday Slide. David made um enamel pin of it and like a, a tissue yep. dispenser that you can clip on uh, mm -hmm. from the Nick box too. So it just goes to show you that that's one of the most memorable pieces. They really missed a golden opportunity to have it be a soap dispenser. <laughs> exactly. Mm. <laughs> yeah, good idea, Alex. You do that. You make that. You go for it. Make sure, right, make sure with the, like the slime sure shampoo the, um, coming out. Right. Exactly. Make sure, exactly. Make sure, make sure the soap is green too. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Jasmine. How about you, dear? Well, Brett already took it away. <laughs> you're, you're wearing it. <laughs> so the only one, the the okay. So there's, I know, you know, I'm just gonna go with the one that I. There's two of them, so I'm just gonna put two of them. It had to be the Wrangler, and there was one called the Soda Jerk, which I was, it was just something yeah. about the Soda Jerk. You just step on those stomps, and just soda just came pouring out. Yeah, that was also one of my favorite ones that when, I remember very clearly. When I was a kid watching Family Double Dare, and I watched Soda Jerk, I I noted that like each of the different flavors were like they look tasty. I think it's orange, grape, and root beer, or something like that, or cola. And I just imagining myself 
Like instead of working to get the flag, I would just stomp on one and like open my mouth yeah. to see if I could get a good swig of it before moving on. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, was, that was a popular one too. Yeah, yeah that's, that's me at every fountain drink. <laughs> exactly. Got them all? Good. Now we're moving on. <laughs> what about you, Alex? 90s, 90s surge underneath the fountain drink. Perfect. Uh, uh, for me, uh, ironically, Pickett was one of the more infuriating ones to me because they always got stuck on it and I didn't want them <laughs> to get stuck. I wanted them to keep going. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh man, pick it. Okay. You're, you're, you're dead in the water. And another one that very much was often get them dead in the water, but I still found very messy was the giant pancake. Mm, like blue plate special. You mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that was, that, a that was hard on the road too. When we, we oh, did yeah. it on the road show too recently. And people got stuck there because they'd flip the pancake and they flipped the flag with the pancake. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. we always used to say, go, go, you know, you're flipping pancakes, but the flag's over there. Yeah. Yeah. And but, uh, my my honorable mention, and again, I, I don't know the names of these things at the time, but it was the giant hot dog where they would get into it and then they have to push the ketchup and then push the mustard. And then I'm assuming it was the relish mm-hmm. and it'd just be this gack and slime that would pour out of it and then they move on to the next just yeah. quick and simple sounds like it'd go well with soda jerk you know you get your drink you mm-hmm. get your giant hot dog and yep. you just have a blast in the little <laughs> yeah. swamp with the raft and exactly. on, on your way you go to a picnic double dare style <laughs> so, so so i gotta ask this question because a, a lot of a lot of my followers ask it and i don't have the question uh, i don't have the answer i wish i could have asked mark when he was there but when he was on but maybe robin knows i've had a lot of like a lot of my followers when we talked double there half of them always wondered what was behind the podium where mark stand like was it just a solid wall or was it like shelves where you keep stuff in was it was hollow it, it had shelves so he would keep his cards there and his water okay, okay. yeah because a lot of my followers were and he would food. he would also keep a, a can of whipped cream down there in case he needed a bison <laughs> lunch break that's true that's awesome I mean, that's, that's the truth. awesome but that's yeah. awesome that's funny yeah, cool that's the first time anybody's ever asked us that question Jasmine. yeah because yeah it just popped up because I'm saying to myself, I've had, you know, a lot of my followers, we share a lot of memories of Double Dare and what would you do? But then what, like, it's like three of my followers when we would talk Double Dare, they're like, you know what? I'm like, what's up? I'm like, what? They're like, what's behind? What's the, on the other side of the podium? I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't even know. What's behind, what's behind door number two? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> speaking of the podium wasn't there like a mailbox at one point in like the earlier double dare Mm -hmm. iterations what like what was that about did it have something to do with like viewer mail or you know i don't remember i remember the mailbox i remember perfectly i I think i don't remember i just saw an episode like that yeah i just saw an episode um it was like a mailbox and what from what i remember is they'll pull out they'll pull out like a postcard and if the if the contestants could either pass the physical challenge or pass the obstacle course, they'll win a prize. Like they'll mail. Oh, a prize. like, oh. like the postcard from who it was from yeah. would win a prize. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Like a home I just, interaction. I just, saw, I just, I just, I just saw an episode of it today where I saw the mailbox. I'm like, what's that? And yeah, so he, Mark would just pull a, uh, a postcard and whoever's, whoever's name and address is on there. If the kids could, past the physical challenge or obstacle mm-hmm. course then they'll win a prize yeah well that solves that mystery thank you jasmine <laughs> thank you you're welcome <laughs> yeah um all right then well that's some of our favorite sloppiest moments of double there we had a lot of a lot of laughs reminiscing and uh i think before we're going to close we'll just do a segment that we'd like to call think fast to make the grade which is trivia based Time to think fast to make the grade. Why don't you read the questions? I'll score keep and we can have it between Jasmine and Robin. Oh boy. Okay. 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 That, that's I fair. Never go with trivia. <laughs> yeah. Fan versus employee. Oh, I, I, I have no memory of the stuff you guys are talking about. Go ahead. Well, don't worry. It's not too hard. I know I, okay. I twisted Jim Jenkins' brain on the previous episode. So I, re- I remembered to pull it back a bit. Okay. So, um, 
I'm, I'm going to shorten it to, I have seven questions here, but I'm just going to shorten it to five because they escalate in difficulty as you get through it. Okay. Um, so question one, for one point, how many obstacles are there on the obstacle course each show? Eight. That is correct, Jasmine. Eight. Oh, we're, oh yeah, I knew it was eight. Am I supposed to just yell it out? Or, okay, eight. Buzz we in, yell, point. raise your hands, however we you want. get a point. There you go. Okay. Yeah, we together. both. Eight. Well, yeah, yeah. That's a tie. Um, just buzz yeah. in or raise your hand for the next one. Okay. But buzz in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, question two for one point. Who is the announcer who engages in witty banter with Mark and is known for addressing the intro, the outro, and the prizes Harvey. of Double Dare? Harvey. You got it. Uh, Jasmine, we're going to play together. Just let's go. Okay. <laughs> okay, two points then. Um, oh, I have a bonus here, actually. Uh, what other Nickelodeon game show did Harvey announce for during Super Sloppy Double Dare? Yeah, I don't know. Was it that. Guts? Nope. Was it What Would You Do? Nope. Nope. It was well before those. Oh, if it's well before those, I won't know. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm just going to guess. I have um, no idea. Get the picture? Nope. Good it guess. Is, it is actually Finders Keepers, which actually oh, had similar okay. music to it too. I would have been here for twelve years figuring it's, that. It's out. okay. So nope. And barely. And the, and the barely. funny thing is, I had shared a commercial of that uh, several weeks ago, and Mark had seen it, and Mark was in the commercial uh, <laughs> from where they had uh, talked about hosting duties between because mark was like what is this show and oh it's finders keepers and mark had commented that he had absolutely no memory of doing that commercial yeah. i have no memory of harvey doing finders keepers i mean to i'm be, close with him yeah <laughs> to be fair like finders keepers make the grade uh think fast those are like in a weird pocket type bubble of nickelodeon yeah. where you know they're trying really hard um to ride the coattails of double dare with its successful formula and they're like trying yeah. to tweak it so not it, it kind of fell in the undercurrent of the mainstream viewership and memory it of did. most of the 90s nick fans yeah. but we're we're actually going to cover those shows later this season to kind of jog people's memories of it it's great result so far uh robin at two and jasmine at one all right question don't three. worry jasmine <laughs> we'll, we're doing it together don't worry <laughs> question three two points uh what was the starting dollar amount for a question in the original double dare and slop super sloppy double dare and what did the amount change to for Family Double Dare and Double Dare 2000? Start with what was the original dollar amount? Yes. Was it 10? $10? It was 10. Yeah, I would, I would have been wrong. And then what did what it change, change to for Family Double Dare and Double Dare 2000? It was the all same I amount for those two. Is, all I remember is 25. Mm -hmm. You got it. All two right. points. Yeah, I would have said 25 too. I mean, Jasmine, I was on the set a little more than you, so I probably have an advantage. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually knew both of those, so I'm happy. With like them. I said, I started watching Double Dare late, so my yeah. my memory okay. needs to yeah. recuperate. 25 is right. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I'm actually kind of curious like how high the dollar amount went on the scoreboard because I feel like um, so many people are doing so many physical challenges that it never rose maybe above four or 500. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> it never got really because, yeah, maybe five, six hundred. Okay. Yeah. I thought if they if they earned enough money, they would like break the scoreboard, or especially for no, the old double no, dare one. We didn't have that. I don't remember that. Okay. Cool. Uh, are we? At, yeah. Question four. Uh, before changing to red and blue and a rounded rectangle shape, what were the team colors and the shape of the team scoreboard in the original double dare? Weren't they both red? Weren't yep. both teams both red? Yep. Um, and I don't I don't know the scoreboard. It was the scoreboard? What are you saying? Was what, what? What was the shape in the original double dare of the scoreboard? And then what did it change to for like family double dare? Was it a rectangle that went to a square? It was a triangle that went to a triangle, rounded yeah. rectangle. Okay. I didn't. Yep. Huh. The triangle I remember, but I was yeah. just like, uh, it's okay. Yeah. We'll give you half for that. Uh, question five, what special element was added to the physical challenge in Double Dare 2000, not present in any other Double Dare iteration? Also name one thing that it did to change the challenge. The triple dare. I, I have no idea. The triple dare. She got it. I, I don't even know if I ever saw Double Dare 2000. Uh, the triple dare and okay. what it was. Good one, Jasmine. What the triple dare was, like, for example, like it would either... It kind of, it, it would either make 
the, the, the physical challenge a bit more difficult or easier? Because I've seen different things. Like, for example, like the, the game where you got to catch the pizzas in the box, make them. And so, for example, if you chose to triple there, sometimes they'll give you extra time to do it. Or then mm -hmm. sometimes they'll cut off time to make it more difficult. Mm -hmm. Or then sometimes what they'll do is instead of like probably like Instead of like catching five pizzas, you probably had to catch seven. So the the thing with the triple there is it either it either gave you the opportunity to you no, know, it either made the physical challenge a bit more difficult or easier to, to do. That's yeah. great. And if That's they a great idea, I just don't remember it. No oh, yeah, and uh, I forgot also, yes, if they were to complete it, they'll get like a special prize for that. Either That's that great. or additional hundred dollars added to okay. their score. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That I remember um, without a doubt. <laughs> I don't know if I should mention these next two because they're really obscure. I'll let you make the no, call You can outs. do it. Okay. Let's do one more. Okay. Yeah, do, do the true or false one. Okay. So last question for three points, true or false. A Double Dare video game was released in 1988 for the Commodore 64 and was later ported to the SNES in 1990 and features Mark Summers as host in-game. True or true. false? True. Actually, it was a trick. It's false. Uh, it was actually ported to the NES, not the oh. SNES. Oh. And the host is an original character for the game with no resemblance to Mark whatsoever. Okay. They, didn't, they didn't have the rights to use his image in it. Yeah, there you go. Fun little double well, dare trailer for you. You guys did a great job tonight. I thank you so much for having me. Thank well, you for being here. For for the record, for our winner of Think Fast to Make the Grade, the final score was Robin with four and Jasmine with six. Good job, wow. Jasmine. Congratulations. <laughs> ja Way ja to go. Jasmine took it away with the uh, triple. Yeah, triple there. Triple there. Yeah. Yeah, the, awesome. moment he, That's yeah great. the moment he said it, I was like, our oh, super fan. Without <laughs> triple there, without our doubt. young super fan. She knows it all. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you, Robin, so much for being here. Thank you for here. having me, Alex. This is two times for us, huh? It is. It's great. And Brett, thank you so much. And Jasmine, it was so nice to see you. you yeah, it's a pleasure Robin. to meet you, yeah. too. You All right. Let me, let me know how the finish outcome comes, okay? Will do. Yeah. Sounds All good. All right. Thank you, guys. Take yep. care, Robin. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That sound means it's the end of the game. Uh, well, we had a lot of fun. We got very messy with all the memories that we remembered from Double there. So we want to ask you our closing question of the day. What are some of the messiest moments for you that you remember from Double Dare? Was it the physical challenges, the obstacle courses, or something random in between, such as like messages written in the Sunday slide or Mark with that little boat? <laughs> let, us, <laughs> let us know at splatattack2021 at gmail.com to get your answers read in a future Mona's Mailbag segment. Um, you could also check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash splatattack, where we have multiple tiers that would fit your budget. We have everything ranging from behind the scenes content, shout outs, live streams that happen monthly exclusively on there, and of course, bonus episodes. We currently have one up there for favorite 90s romantic moments, and we got a second one in the pipeline for our second Are You Afraid of the Dark versus Goosebumps versus. So if you want to check those out, head on over and become a patron today. And don't forget to also buy some shirts and mugs at Bonfire, at our Bonfire page. Uh, we're both wearing these shirts from there. They're classic tees. They fit great. They look great. Show your 90s nostalgia love for Splat Attack so we can keep the community going. Uh, you can head on over to bonfire.com slash store slash attack store to find all of our merch. And if there's something there that you want to see that isn't there, just let us know. Uh, other than that, you can interact with us on Instagram or on our YouTube channel at Splat Attack Podcast. You can also leave us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or any other podcast platform that you listen to, really. You know, just help us get seen in the 90s nostalgia community, if, especially if you love our content. Other than that, thank you, Jasmine, so much for joining us today uh, to help relive our memories with both Mark and Robin. It's truly been a pleasure to have you on, on the podcast again. Yes, It's always an honor. And like I said, feel free if you ever want me again in the future, just message me, contact me. It's always an honor and I appreciate it. Definitely. Well, with that being said, tune in next time as we sneak aboard the Krista and head into deep space as we rediscover some of our fondest memories of space cases with both the cast and a super fan of the show in Going Galactic with Space Cases, a retrospective. Space Cases! Yeah, that show from 1996. <laughs>
don't worry, it exists, I assure you. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be very similar to our Are You Afraid of the Dark anniversary uh, yes. from episode seven. So, you know, be there for that. Uh, until then, I've been your Gactastic co-host, Brett. I've been your Slyberific co-host, Alex. Let's drain the slime tank, turn off the lights at Nickelodeon Studios, and get this gunk out of our ears, arms, and socks. Blech! Splat you later. Reprise the theme song and roll the credits. Hard to believe, folks, but it's time to say goodbye. Nighty night. Hey, check us out next time for more adventure and another great legend of the Hidden Temple. What do we do till then? Chill for a couple. We'll be back. You're on, Nick. And it was time for the superhero to move on. I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. Oh, bye-bye. The Sunday Slide. The obstacles that have made Double Dare the biggest mess on TV. Now it's time you met our new obstacles. We call this the Dallas Pipeline. You'll call it disgusting. This one is called Bridging the Gap. You'll call it impossible. And we refer to this as Down the Hatch. Soon you'll know it only as the Gross Out. The new Double Dare obstacles. More goop, more muck, more mess than ever before. Weekdays on Nickelodeon.